Hello and welcome. I'm your host, Janet Namaste, and I'm here to help you awaken your hidden talents and gifts that you're destined to share with the world. So whether you're brand new to meditation, healing, regression, or well into your spiritual journey, this podcast will bring you the clarity that your heart has been seeking. You will hear beautiful and powerful stories from world-renowned healers and global change makers that will inspire you as you journey through your destined path. Join me as we dive in together. Hello, hello, dear ones, and welcome back to another episode of Janet Namaste, the podcast. I know that you can be anywhere in the world, but you're here, right here, right now. So thank you so much for tuning in. If this is your first time, welcome. And if you have visited here before, welcome back. It's um, an honor to connect again. And for those of you that are just tuning in for the first time, my role on this planet is actually an intuitive transformational coach. And I am a master healer. I have been doing um, and not even delving in the metaphysical world, but um, really um, my destiny is to help others discover their own gifts that are within. So it was through my own spiritual awakening, my own journey that um, has pushed me into what I was meant to be doing today. And it is guiding others lovingly and sharing amazing teachers and gurus and people that have inspired my life. And um, one that is truly pivotal, that changed the trajectory of my view on certain things. I had actually experienced something that was so visceral and um, was just magnetic and amazing. But um, this woman has guided me through her wisdom, through the channel, this light that she is. And I know that um, once you hear her voice, it's truly going to have a very similar effect (laughs) as it did the first moment that I connected with her. And her name is Michelle Blechner. And um, truly a special soul on this planet, an angel on earth. And we met many years ago when um, suddenly something happened to me physiologically. And as you all know, I have experienced quantum healing myself. And I went through many miracles with um, in my personal life, with my children, with clients, with my family members, just miraculous healings. But about four or five years ago, one morning I woke up and I lost feeling in three of my fingers. It was just wild. It was like my on my right hand. It, I just woke up and suddenly it was just numb. And it then I would get this feeling back throughout the day a little bit, but then it would just start feeling like, you know, when your hands or your, or a part of your body, you're in one position for so long and it just falls asleep and you're feeling, feeling tingling. So being in a family of majority are physicians, um, board certified physicians. I, they were like, you have to go to a neurologist, go to a professional about this. 
And um, I was, as a hypnotherapist, of course, I tried hypnotherapy first. And there were things that um, I uncovered through regression and through dabbling in EMDR and all these other modalities, um, Reiki, of course. But maybe I was too entangled in the story, perhaps. Maybe it was because I had, there was a lot of ego involved. And I'll explain, it's my right hand and I do healing work and I feel energy through my fingertips. I write with my right hand. I, you know, do, I'm a righty. And there was, when you're doing healing work, there should be no bias. Bias does not, like, should not even exist. You shouldn't even have as a healer, what I guess differentiates a good healer as opposed to a great healer is um, everyone does healing when, you know, they, they know that it's not that they are the vessel, perhaps. When I call myself a healer, you can call me anything you like. I am merely a vessel of that genuine love and light and healing energy, but it isn't me that's doing the healing. And whenever I have these sessions with my clients and um, the privilege of working with many people around the world, I don't get attached to their results. When I was younger, 20 years ago, when I first started um, this doing as a healing, a young healing practitioner, I was attached to their results because, of course, you genuinely want people to feel better. But when it comes down to you, yourself, it's very difficult to not have an opinion or have, you know, something, you know, underlying intention for your work. So a friend of mine said, I really, you know, want to introduce you to somebody. And I think that it would be a great fit. And she said, Michelle Bluckner is this woman in Miami. She's originally from France. You know, she lived in New York and um, she is a spiritual leader. She's a life counselor and she practices something called family constellations. So perhaps um, this can help you. And I called her up. And at that time I was in New York. I wasn't flying down um, at that moment in time. And she told me, why don't you read this book before we meet? Um, and the name of the book, which was incredible, it was from Mark Wolin. And the book was, It Didn't Start With You. And this was all about how there are certain things in our DNA. Of course, our cells have memory that gets passed down from seven generations behind us. And there could be certain symptoms that suddenly, right? As you know, like I, I'm, I'm the queen of my of certain one-liners, and my one of my one-liners is there's no such thing as all of a sudden, right? <laughs> there is no such thing as all of a sudden. There's no such thing as coincidence. Um, so all of a sudden, I lose feeling in my hand. But what was it that triggered? So I connected with Michelle and it was such a beautiful session. I read the book and um, long and behold, what we discovered, which was very interesting, was um, that my paternal grandfather, my dad's dad, he was a parachuter and he was in, um, at that time it was, um, USSR. He was in the army 
And this was during World War II when they were um, at war with the Nazis, with Nazi Germany at the moment, at that time. And my grandfather jumped out of the plane as a you know parachuter, and um, the Nazis shot at him, and they shot three of his fingers off. This is true story. Okay, my grandfather Lev. Um, we just I just thought all grandfathers have seven fingers, <laughs> except my grandfather Max, which by the way his name was Carl Max. Totally not a communist, but isn't that correct? Carl Max was my other grandfather. So my grandfather Lev had seven fingers. So it happened to be during the same age, and perhaps there's something that happens on a physiological level that destiny opens, you know how history repeats itself. Destiny opens up this beautiful stage, and it allows for... Um, a certain reaction or gives us an opportunity to either either react or be proactive. So during that moment in time, when I lost the feeling in those three fingers in my right hand, my father had, um, there was a a big trauma that had happened to my father. And um, it was, it was horrific. He survived this accident, but life would never and is never the same where, um, and the trauma that had happened with my dad gave the same emotional response to my cells as fight or flight. And apparently that cell triggered something that was maybe what, you know, that was passed down in utero through my, my grandfather to my father, to me, this is wild, that triggered this physiological response. So through this work of family constellation, it is wild. It really is wild, but it makes a lot of sense. It's scientific. It's biologic. It's, uh, there's bi- biology behind it. Um, there's spirituality. There's mysticism. But there's so much love and um, there's so much love and openness that happens after you undergo this. So when Michelle helped me discover this, I couldn't believe it. You know, there, I just, I was like, wow, that's, that is unbelievable. The, the fact of the matter of like, you know, when I asked my dad, how old was, was, um, grandpa and it was the same age. And, um, obviously what happened with him was that same emotional response or fight or flight, because when that trauma happened with my father, it truly felt like there was something inside of me that needed to survive. It was literally, it felt like, you know, life or death. And your body doesn't know whether or not this feeling is real or it's something that is actually happening. So I thank God every single day for souls like Michelle Blechner, who at age 67 started a business a global business. I mean, she was a businesswoman her entire life. She still is. But she has now a heart-centered soul business that is global. She has a not-for-profit um, organization called Mosaic, which is the movement where it's all about systemic constellations in corporations, in relationships. But this modality of family constellation is so intriguing and um 
I hope you enjoy my talk with her. She is um, incredible. She does um, constant live constellations in New York and in Miami. And she's to this day, especially pre-COVID, I mean, she's still traveling, but when COVID happened, she had to take a pause, but she is all over the world from the Netherlands to France um, and just teaching and really one of the wisest, most beautiful women I have ever had the honor of encountering. So enjoy our talk. Until next time, namaste. Hello, everyone, and welcome. I'm Janet Namaste, and today I have a special guest. It's my beautiful friend and world-renowned healer, Michelle Bleckner. And Michelle Bleckner was born in France, and she lived in New York for 30 years, and then she moved to New York, and now, no, then she moved to Miami, now she's back in New York, and wherever the universe pushes her to go, wherever the portals are asking her to be, that's where she's at. And she has a background in psychology, and um, her history is basically in marketing and research while she was living in Paris and had an amazing, successful international business. Um, she is an entrepreneur. She was in the corporate world, but she went into her dharmic path about, I want to say maybe about a decade ago. Um, so her whole theme is it's never too late to really align with your, the path of your soul. And today she is a world-renowned spiritual leader, a life counselor, and a family constellation practitioner. She facilitates and teaches this leading edge modality that is now global as well. She's bilingual, she's bicultural, and truly she has a lifetime gathering of spiritual teachings including a 30-year connection to the teachings of Abraham Hicks, which is the law of attraction and also about universal laws. So along with family constellation therapy and these universal laws and her innate ability as an intuitive, as a healer, she's able to heal hearts generationally as well. She's going back lineages of seven generations back. And she found this beautiful program, the missing, which she calls the missing link and also Mosaic, which she'll explain as well. Um, she culminated her coaching program where she did, where she works with people one-on-one, -on -one, also in group uh, group sessions as well in her URIM program as well. And as the founder of the Family Constellations Institute of Miami, her dream big project, she had a vision now to assist all. And this is what Mosaic will be available for everyone as well throughout globally. So through the rich experience that she has accumulated throughout her life, she's able, everything that she has integrated, everything that she channels through, she's able to bring out the gifts in others and the healings and miraculous experience that I have witnessed also before me is truly, truly um, amazing. And through her heart-centered work and unconditional love, she really lovingly guides all her clients to their full potential. So without further ado, may I welcome Michelle Bleckner. Thank you so much for being here, Michelle. Thank you, Janet. This was a very long, beautiful introduction, but... Oh. It's a, it had to be because, you know, when you deal with people 
that had stayed in this earth for so long at, uh, as I am. Uh, um, there is a lot to say, but uh, in fact, uh, in, um, in summary, I, um, I always been uh, really uh, interested in everything spiritual and everything leading edge in that uh, domain. Uh, even when I was in corporate and even when I was in business, I had like a parallel life, you know, like a mm. closet uh, type of uh, um, taking classes and seminar and um, being the uh, counselor that um, offici officiously that I became officially about 11 years ago when I went to Miami. And this was an amazing experience for me. Uh, I had us between my um, New York life and back to where I start in the United States. Um, that hiatus uh, was amazing because I built an incredible community of beautiful people from all over the world. This what was inspiring Mosaic because it was Miami organizational systemic approach um, uh, for constellation. And I think it's important to say that um, my um, expertise has kind of uh, uh, broadened um, with, ex with uh, systemic. Um, a little over two years ago, with the, three years ago, I was interested in really know more about all systems, not just family systems. Because we belong to so many systems in life. And uh, um, to understand them and to understand the dynamics, a family constellation is really the platform because um, we all belong to a family. Even if we don't right. know them, we have people that uh, have been, uh, you know, uh, orphaned or adopted or whatever, but they still belong to a biological family and then all the family that we add to the mix. But the family of origin is very important because we carry them. We carry their DNA, we carry their experience, we carry their trauma, and family constellation is a great way to bring them to the surface so we can start healing. But the fact that that family system is so strong and we never cease to belong because when we pass away, we become an ancestor. So we always, it's, a, it's not a temporary system, it's a very permanent system. But all the temporary system that we embrace, we carry that with us. When we have patterns, when we carry trauma, generational, cultural, whatever, we carry those in every system that we belong to. Working system, social, economical, whatever we, political, we always carry those systems because systems are leading us, not the other way around. Interesting. It's, it sets the foundation of even of our outlook and our perception on anything else, every single relationship. That's amazing. Yeah, that's true. It makes, it makes sense. How did you align with your life purpose with going, how did you align with going into the work of systemic work and constellations? 
How do I align personally? Well, how did, how, what was that wake up call that you, your search for connection? How did it actually happen where you, your journey of awakening that this was this system that of all connections, how did it, how did you align with that? Uh, it was inspired. You see, I'm a very strong believer in, uh, in you know, practicing really the base. For me, the base, um, and when I coach, I, and I, I am a systemic coach, really more even than the life coach, per se. Um, mm -hmm. What I teach is that when you build a house, you have foundation. When you build yourself, you have to have also those foundation, otherwise you scramble. So my foundation are meditation, connection, oh being connected to the, um, uh, to the universe, appreciation, and intention. Wait, Michelle? Yes. One second. Michelle, one second. It was, um, one second. The internet, hold on one second. So this is the way you started in systemic. So please elaborate on that. Yes. So as I was um, telling you, the, uh, the, the family system is the first system we belong to and the system that we never leave because we become an ancestor when we pass away. So it's a permanent system, but we belong along the line to so many systems. And um, we also belong to larger systems and automatically they influence our life. But the family system is the most influential because we carry it everywhere. We carry it at work, we carry it in our friendship, in our relationship, romantic or not, um, in our life of every day uh, without even realizing because this is the way to belong. Right. And, uh, and automatically, um, this belonging bring us to do things that we are not even conscious of and very often are detrimental. Not always, but very often. So bringing them to the surface is essential to have a more conscious life, to be aware of what we're doing and to be able to heal. So I became involved in uh, this um, uh, systemic work because I um, always ask for inspiration. As I told you before, um, and, and sorry if I repeat myself, but uh, um, I do believe in base, in basic foundation uh, for any kind of construction. And when right. our construction, our own self, uh, to do meditation and to have uh, uh, to ensure that we have a great connection with everything universal, uh, whatever religion if we have, it's it's not uh, what I focus on. I focus on the spirit. Uh, so um, no matter what we practice, is always a base of uh, a spirit influence. So. What, uh, what I do believe is that uh, when we connect, we automatically are more balanced, more harmonious in our life. And uh, therefore, we can appreciate. And appreciations are very important because 
they raise our frequency, they raise our vibration. We are spirit, we are energy, and we vibrate. So when we vibrate at the highest frequency, then we can intend because we are creators. So we can create exactly what we choose to create through intention. And when it's not exactly what we have asked for, the universe being more creative, being much smarter than us and much generous, always give us more and better. But there is, a, I mean, there's a caveat here because if <laughs> of course, give our attention to what we do not want to see in our life, we have the same effect, and we create what we do not like to see because we give our attention to it. But to go back to that inspiration is because one of my intention is to say every day. I choose to be inspired and inspirational. And it's a choice. It's not an affirmation. It's a choice. Because I do believe that when we make a choice, we really show uh, our partner, the universe, that we have really the intention of seeing it. We are determined. So my choice was to be inspired. And one day, I, through inspiration, I saw that it was a, a workshop in Connecticut with one of the giants of systemic. I always uh, knew that the family was just one part of this bigger, larger system that life is. And uh, I took this workshop and I was really enthusiastic. Um, the name of this guy was retired now. It was Gunter Weber. And uh, he had studied with Bertling Girl, like I did, like uh, mm -hmm. uh, of us in family and systemic constellation have done. And uh, he had developed that for business, for organization, and everything else. And I felt it very interesting. And um, I decided to go to a world conference that was uh, happening a few months later in Slovenia, of all place. It was a magical place. And after that, I took a whole program uh, wow. with um, the Bertelinger Institute of uh, Netherlands, that is, um, at, at the time, was the, um, managed by uh, Jan Jacob Stam and Bibi Schroeder. Uh, he now has um, left the uh, program, but uh, it was really amazing. I spent uh, a whole year going to the Netherlands every couple of months, and I learned a lot in systemic, and then did the master class, etc. And um, and created mosaic because I felt that it was uh, a way to expand and bring teachers and students together especially um, bringing more of the United States. I was amazed to see that United States was not really present and, uh, in, at this conference. It was just a, a few of us and we were together. We came as a group and I was the one that was leading the group. So, and I'm not even, um, you know, I'm not a, an American citizen. I was not born in this country. Uh, it was interesting because most of us were not. So exactly. 
And I think that that has made a difference already. We have done a few uh, workshops that have made a difference to bring this together. And I'm very, very happy of the way it's turned. Uh, the pandemic has been influential uh, in a positive way for me, I have to say, to bring the world together because automatically it would have taken much more time to bring people to come live to uh, those workshops and those conferences. But because of the Zoom word, yes, the, yes. technology, the uh, we had been able to translate that immediately. And since March, um, I've been working online with my practice and with Mosaic, you know, with consistency and uh, consistency and uh, and we actually have a workshop uh, very soon, November 7 and 8, with one of the international leaders in systemic. His name is Cecilio Rojogo. He's from Portugal. And he was supposed to come to Miami at the time, but uh, now we will be all together on Zoom, which is amazing. Yeah. No, I love that Zoom. I know when, when, when COVID hit, I called you up. I said, let's do it online. And you're like, I've never done it online. I'm like, we can do this. Let's do a constellation online. And I think it was the first constellation that we did. And um, it's, this is technology brings us together. But um, does everyone have the ability to heal themselves? Like, do you feel that through this kind of work, does every single person have that or they need to find, because I feel like the steps the, the, is that inspiration, there has, they ha there has to be this awakening, they have to get inspired. And then there is this awareness where there are different signs. And then we go through the process of transformation and then we take heart-based action. But through, how does one, um, actually get that inspiration if, if they're feeling blocked in, not even realizing. It's like almost like going through life in autopilot, not realizing that they've had the baggage of their ancestors, of suffering, of shame, and it may not even belong to them. How do they find that inspiration to, um, and know that there, there is another way? It doesn't have to be this way. Hello, beautiful angel. So I just wanted for you to take a moment to pause and just take a deep breath in and exhale. And just tune into the awareness, the space that's right in between the inhale and exhale and allow your beautiful soul to listen to the voice that's inside your heart for it always, always knows the truth. It always knows the way back home to you. It's the GPS of your eternal, your vibrant light. So, beautiful soul, let me ask you a question. Like, have you ever felt disconnected to what was in your 3D world, what appears to be your 3D world, and what you know is your potential? And if you have, like, did you ever have this aha moment, this spiritual awakening, and then ask, oh my God, what do I do with it now? So if you have been seeking a deeper meaning, 
to your life's purpose or soul guidance or want to know the signs and what they mean and how to navigate through from this moment on, then I have the perfect place for you. And this is called the Soul Star Community. This is something where I, this has been my, my dream of mine for so long because truly in the past few years, as the entire globe shifted, like, don't you feel that now, like we're in this accelerated version of earth school and we need to constantly adjust and process all of our experience in like this rapid pace, like all these life lessons into like a total brand new rebirth, which is happening every single moment. It's not just every year on our birthday. It seems like it's every day. You're not the same person you were yesterday. So this brand new rebirth is actually happening worldwide. You know, this has been quite the journey and we're evolving. We're truly evolving into the real us. And throughout my own life's journey, I've experienced numerous rebirths and incredible miracles that were accompanied by the divine, of course, like quantum healings of my own, my own family members and the tens of thousands of clients that I have had the honor of facilitating healings. So through the past few years, I have awakened more and more, like even more than I thought I could even imagine to the core of who I truly am. And I know from this moment on, as I took a vow that for the new continuous spiritually evolving me, that whatever role or energy that I surround myself with, it will only be one that is congruent to what my heart feels right. It's all about purposeful living and about surrounding myself with the right vibe, with the right beautiful community. And I just wanted to take a minute to invite you to this perfect nurturing space that I have created. It's called the Soul Star Membership. So this is a private VIP exclusive community for you angels that listen to the podcast, you know, that have followed me on the gram and that have been with me for quite some time. So even if this is your first time tuning in and your heart's resonating with what the pod is about, what my vibration is all about, what this whole entire message is, then check it out. Because every single month, the way that it's going to be structured is I'm going to be channeling in the energy transmission, the energy forecast of the month. And if you tune in live, you get an energy healing as well. So even if you don't show up live, don't even worry about it. It's going to be everything is recorded on your portal. You have tons of meditations. We have incredible speakers and master classes, beautiful transmissions and channelings of the month. Like you're going to receive the most beautiful, beautiful PDF books every single month that you can grow and evolve with. It's basically like having your own measurable spiritual action plan. Like there's a coach, a spiritual angel that is right by your side as you are in this like beautiful membership. It's an incredible community that is global. And I've been in this realm of work over 20 years professionally, which is wild to me. <laughs> it's absolutely wild. And throughout the two decades of my professional experience as um, an energetic healer and um, the four Claire's, I honestly have met the most incredible human 
galactic souls, truly, and they're all part of the community. So I invite you to join in and to be a part of this beautiful community. There are people from all over the world. So just check it out. It's You can find me at Janet Namaste slash Soulstar. And for you loyal listeners of the pod, just type in the code JNPOD for an additional 10% off the membership. Your heart, your soul, and the beautiful people that you're going to be surrounded with will 100% be grateful for the choice that you made. So I am looking forward to meeting you, beautiful being. When you are very unhappy, when you are very sad, when you are very broke, when you are um, not in a relationship that helps, I mean, um, you can sleep and and go, you know, um, being a victim all your life, or you can really uh, react in a way and uh, have a... um, this spring in you that is going to be uh, the wake-up call. And life gives you, give you wake-up calls all the time. That's for sure, yes. So um, it can be through an illness, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. wake-up uh, in a relationship, a bad wake-up. It can be through... Um, uh, something that happened in your finances, you know, uh, like I am sure that uh, right now with COVID, a lot of people have terrible wake-up calls financially, economically, um, besides uh, all the people that have been um, sick from it. Some have died. So the, the, those lessons of life that we have, uh, are sometimes terrible, but sometimes they also a godsend mm-hmm. because they give you the opportunity yeah. to really wake up. And this is what we call the evolutionary force because what's happening is we don't realize we live very often in some kind of a coma, you know? We mm-hmm. don't don't know and uh, because there is a repetition and you don't know where it comes from and you say I don't know why but it has always happened to me always um, always that way or never that anytime that you hear those words you know that somebody is in some kind of a pattern yes autopilot yep Exactly. exactly, autopilot existence, not living. Yep. And, uh, and what happened is that there is a desire because as human, we have this trend, this desire and this call. Life calls all the time. And it's important to listen. And I feel, I mean, look, 40 years ago, I was blessed to be exposed to Abraham Hicks. I went to their first workshop in New York. We were 25 people in a hotel in, uh, in Westchester, okay? Uh, and uh, um, it was funny because uh, we had a mic that was going around. We were sitting on the floor. It was like very, very casual. 
And right. now they command um, workshop with hundreds of people, if not thousands, they do crews and things like that. Not right now at this moment, but they do. So uh, we were pioneers. And in all my life, this is what I felt. I always felt like a pioneer. Pioneer in the universal law. Uh, I used to go to France um, all the time uh, for business, for family, etc. because it's my country. And people would make fun of me. You know, they would say, ah, oh, Michelle is here. La, 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 like twilight light, okay? And now all those people, they say, oh my God, how did you know so early? And I don't know. Some, some of us yeah. have this gift, you know, that we feel those things. Right. But it's everybody's possibility. It's everybody's chance. And we feel that I, I see people uh, and I see with uh, great gratitude and appreciation when they are discovering those things, young people that are discovering this way of thinking Certainly. or discovering, you know, the power of meditation, et cetera, et cetera. And the more we can, uh, you know, um, kind of spread the word, the more, if this interview that we have today brings two people, you see, yeah. Only two people. Those two people will talk to four people. You see? And I do believe in that power. The power of communication. The power of community. The power of, uh, uh, you know, spreading the word. Sure. And little groups very often have incredible power and can change the words. True, it's the butterfly effect. And you know what? It's, it's living in your authentic self. I mean, I come from a family of all scientists and people, physicians, and here I was, um, wanted to go into education, furthered my study in computer science, but I saw and heard and felt spirit since a little girl. And it was, it was not living in my authentic truth, which caused certain wake-up calls, diseases, or even our children. When, I, when my daughter was first born at 28, she was my wake-up call because I left corporate America and, and she was the gateway of what I'm doing now. That's, you know, of of bringing out there and living my authentic purpose of, of doing healing work and sharing people like you through, you know, globally. But what advice would you give to people who have a natural ability like I did as a child and, and that they have a natural ability that they see the other, it's almost like the, the thin veil, they see the other side of the veil, but they're afraid to, to break free from that system. They fear, they fear being ostracized by their community, by their system, by their, but, you know, just complete being ostracized. What would you say to those people? Choose love. Yeah. Let go of fear, choose love, you see? Because when you choose love, love is the best antidote to fear, you see. And this is what it is, is uh, we always have a choice. We, any decision we make, we make either from love or from fear. 
And um, unfortunately, through the upraising, I mean, uh, the upbringing of uh, people that are very well-intentioned, our parents, our educator, they do this for love. They feel that they're serving us in um, being careful, careful, saying, you don't run, you're going you're gonna to fall, uh, don't uh, touch a stove, you're going to get burned, etc., etc. And, uh, and it's unfortunate because I know it's from good intention, but we do damage. And uh, that damage, we very quickly see because we feel paralyzed by fear very often. And um, the life now, uh, and I think that technology has a great, great uh, power. And it's why more and more people are um, interested in things that are, I would say, uh, that were considered kind of uh, way out or uh, weird or all these kind of things. And people sometimes are afraid to be appearing weird or to be appearing, um, but it's more and more natural. And you can see millennium. And I mean, um, I took my daughter to a Abraham seminar when she was nine. And I see the way she raises her children now, you know, which are 11 and, and 13, uh, that are very aware of what's going on in the world and everything else and understand all that. They, they are completely, completely in the loop. But I feel that when um, uh, in this universe of polarity, because this is where we're living. Right, the opposite duality. Mm -hmm. We constantly... Uh, are exposed to the dark and the light. We have a choice. Of course. We're exposed to the victim and the perpetrator. We have a choice. We're exposed to the masculine and feminine energy. We have a choice. We, um, we are free. And the more we tell ourselves that we are free to choose, the more we can make a difference for ourselves and for others. Exactly, because our vision is, li is limited at times, but the universe sees everything. We think we don't choose, but, you know, life is happening for us, right? So it's, um, it's, there's always signs there. There really are. It's true. And uh, do not underestimate the power of the energy, because the energy is in movement, you know, mm -hmm. all the time. And... Um, and everything that is energy may be emotion, the energy in motion that creates these things that makes you say, okay, so what is it that I feel here that is telling me? What is telling me? What is the GPS here uh, in my chest is showing me? Because either you feel good and you know you're on the right track or you feel bad and then you start talking. I don't feel good. What can I do? You have, you know, you go in the world, you talk to friends. Oh, I heard about this modality or this modality. Body talk, Reiki, a constellation, whatever it is. Whatever first step you get into this path, then you will be called. 
because life is always your friend. Universe has your back. So the universe will always push you yep. in the right direction for you. You see, it's, it's a, the important thing is to be willing. Exactly. To be willing, to be aware, and also to know that there's, there are always choices, no matter what. There are always, always choices. How do you handle, like, um, it's, it's interesting how you were talking about the law of polarity. So there's always a shadow and there's the light. So how do you handle the naysayers? So there's somebody that is in a family system who really sees, um, a, and I don't want to say a progressive way, but there are many other options. And there's one that is like really stuck in the Western, um, the Western ideology of big pharma, of, 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 of analytics, of black and white, no shades of, how do you handle like it's, I would call the, the shadow army police, you know, it's the people that, um, that are just will always negate everything. How do you handle that when it comes down to systemic work? Be the change that you want to see in others. You're not going to change someone. You can change yourself and by the power of your influence, then you can make a difference. You be the change, you see. Um, anyone that comes to tell me, uh, you know, I would be so happy if my husband was Oh, I would be so, um, you know, uh, life would be so simple if my children were, and I say, first, you work on yourself. Exactly. Because you know what? The game of uh, blame or shame doesn't work. It doesn't benefit anyone. Okay. We live in a universe where we attract. And if we are in a relationship that is a bad one, we have a part of it. And it's important to look at it, okay? And then we have choices. And this goes for everything. Um, we all have in us the dark, and the light, the shadows, we own. The important thing is to be aware of them and to embrace them, to be able to release them if they don't serve anymore. We all have the victim and the perpetrator in us. Right. And it's great because if you embrace all that you are, you can find, and I saw it myself, uh, in my polarity of victim and perpetrator, understanding the victim give me the compassion and the love for the work I do and being a part of me being the perpetrator give me the determination, give me the strength, give me the really um, great desire to make a difference. Exactly. So you work them out. You know, because those fears of even of the, the lower vibrations of victim, of entitlement, of neediness, of ego aspects, like people at times, they say, well, I just, I just, um, 
I just ignore my fears. I just, I'll do something else. But when they ignore their fears, it still exists. It's an energy. It's still there. They can deflect, deflect, deflect. And I think one of the most positive aspects that COVID did do is that we were able to go within and finally want, because we were forced to kind of go within introspective, where at times we felt certain rights were violated, but at the same time to go within our soul and we had no other choice and that's choice, um, but to really go through those fears once and for all, you know? So it's like, I feel like the whole universe um, well, not the universe, but the whole earth went through this dark night of the soul, you know, of going through those layers of the fears of the, of the shadow aspects of the victim of the perpetrator, but it became, you know, it's this energy of overwhelm. So how does one now that it's right there before you of what is the, what is the loving it away? How would, how would one, um, you know, the, for, the way to actually, you know, face your fears is to love them away. But that is, you know, that's how do you actually in, in, in physical form, love the fear away? How do you do that? You see, um, before, uh, um, before doing that, I like to say something about what you talk about, about the pandemic. Everything has a function, a systemic mm -hmm. function. And the systemic function of the virus and it's interesting because we constellated that at the time before, you know, um, just at the start of it. It's to be a wake-up call. It's to be, um, we created it. Yes, we, created we did. In our thoughts, because, uh, you know, uh, thoughts take form, etc. So we created, we cannot blame anyone for it. Uh, but it has a systemic function, as you say to get into ourselves, uh, to get uh, into knowing more, um, sometimes um, to have to make decisions, it creates a lot of movement, and life is a perpetual movement. Pandemic, in a way, has created me to move to New York. Yes. And I have seen so much migration from it. A lot of people have moved from one part of the world to another part of the world to be closer to family, to be closer to um, employment, to be um, having a better life, to be uh, because you can work from home and, you know, it's nicer to be on the water than to be uh, somewhere in the, you know. Uh, so the thing is, is that all those things, Politically, everybody also has a function, okay? Um, whatever is happening right now, politically, uh, with uh, all over the world, with all the issues that are being addressed to, they all have a function, okay? And the thing is, is that how do you do into changing is to follow the movement of life always to follow that movement and see what is it taking you, you personally, because the movement is there for everyone, but everyone reacts differently. 
certainly they, there's a lot of resistance there. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And when there is resistance, of course, um, you know, uh, it, it kind of paralyzes you. But I do believe, I do believe that everyone has in themselves, they have themselves this strength, this, uh, this desire. Um, because we were born at this time for a reason. We wanted to come. We wanted to come to this earth, okay, yes. at this time to experience this craziness. Um, and we all have intention, purpose. We don't come for just randomly to life, you know. So we come with purposes, and those purposes, they reveal themselves at one point or another. And you know what? Unfortunately, a few don't hear the call or ignore it or resist it, and there's nothing you can do but just send love. Yeah, it's hard when you see others suffer. Because by sending love, by being uh, ritualistically uh, present for those people, by being present, by being, um, you know, yourself, you have a power of influence. We all have. And when we use it, maybe little by little, we can make a difference. And whatever difference we make, it's, um, it's magic, you see? And, um, and the appreciation that you receive, and I, and I see people, I see people that really um, did not believe in uh, the power of uh, the, you know, uh, the soul or the power and I can see so many changes in my lifetime really that if I go by my experience I am very very trusting that the world is going to change for the better I it is changing for the better constantly even against the evidence of the contrary you know um, because we, we see things in a way that is very pragmatic. But if you start looking at things differently, if you develop a systemic intelligence and you can see in the unseen and hear in the silence and read between the lines, you can see the change, you can feel them, you can smell them. Uh, all your senses can get really blossoming. And I'm telling you, I will recommend uh, working on this, um, uh, on this gift of intuition. You can call it anything you want. Yes. Uh, but the systemic work is really bringing that to the um, to the most powerful way of reading life, you see. And uh, automatically, uh, it is going to create big changes. 
This is what I saw when I really uh, felt uh, this call for systemic a few years ago. And this is what I really see happening everywhere. I think it's beautiful. You know, like this is definitely a global wake up but, um, and a realization of your own innate soul's power of what you came here to do. And it's also this like global consciousness that's happening at this moment where there's everyone on earth is awakening. It's just some, you know, um, with technology, a lot of people want instant results, you know, like I have, I used, well, I can't say I have clients that have that want this, but there are many people out there, of course, when they don't realize that they've been part of the problem, but they're also part of the solution, you know, they're part of the solution and they go to others seeking outside of themselves when they have the answer within, but they just want it and they want it now and they don't want to do the work. It's, it's, um, they ignore their own signs of, of that. And then they rebuke it. It's like this litigation of like, I heard the voice, but I'm still going to go this way because this is what I'm used to. So I love that's your type of work of systemic constellations and, um, and family constellation. It's a very gentle modality that does it in such a subtle way that needs to, it creates these gaps, spaces where people integrate and they have the aha moment. And sometimes they don't realize until six months later or a year later or 18 months later, it's the same thing with my destiny blueprint sessions. They don't realize until maybe a year later, like, oh wait, I am creating this space. I am, it takes time to integrate because they were so used to in that momentum of, habitual, um, I want it and I want it now, or it's not going to work. So it's interesting, those core sentences, those core words of programming. So your work breaks that, it's the reprogramming the, the mind also and the heart. Yes, but you see, you, you talked about something important. Uh, there is no problem. Problem no. is just symptoms. Uh, mm -hmm. And there is solution in the life of the problem because it's there in the core. Always. And change, you know, change starts by acknowledging what is. Without judgment, without being, you know, um, uh, pro or cons or whatever, just acknowledging what is. And then you can start making the change by applying the principles, you see, and looking at where does that come from? Because we, um, you know, one very important uh, point in systemic is to understand that we go through survival skills. We, which is great because you know what? This is what keeps us alive. But this is also what really screw up the system because we have a tendency to cover up, not to talk about right. what we don't like, what we don't, uh, what is painful or whatever. But then at one point or another, 
it's going to be exposed. Certainly. And this is what's happening with the evolutionary force that bring great changes, you know, because um, this is law. It's, it's really a universal law. It has to happen. And when we understand the way the universe works without judgment, the universe doesn't really do things um, thinking that he's doing something good for you or bad for you or whatever. And, and when I call it the, the universe country, God, the God within, Mickey Mouse, whatever it is, so it's part of the name that right. you give it to it. But that force, that, that divine self that we all have in us has no, um, no judgment. So if we think everything is beautiful, I mean, I'm so blessed, life is great, um, I'm healthy, I'm appreciative, I go my way and, uh, uh, and I sing in the rain or whatever it is, this is what the universe is going to give you. If you say, exactly. poor me, poor me, I can't take it, oh my God, I wake up and this is hurting and this is, they got to get more of it. Exactly. Because they, he, she, whatever you give it as a, what is creating it, which is you ultimately, say, okay, they talk about, let's give them more of it. You see? Okay. And that is what is essential to understand. To take responsibility of, the, of that and to change your patterns. Nobody else can do it for you. We have facilitators like you and so many others out there in the world that can help. But the one that's actually going to do it is you. Yeah. Michelle. So we bridge. We bridge. We Where offer the possibility to go to from that person to that same person, but in a different way, in a way that they choose to be. But we are only bridge. The work is done by the person. It is why it's important to awake and then everything is possible. Everything is possible. And life is now. Life is now, and there's so many possibilities. And the choice is always love or fear you choose. Michelle, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for being a leader in love, of love, and just truly continuing and uplifting the vibrations of the world. And for more information about Michelle Bleckner, you can visit her at michelleblechner.com. And you can always join her on her weekly it's URIM meetings as well. And thank you so much for being who you are. Thank you. Thank you, Janet. Um, thank you for your time. Thank you for the beautiful work that you do. I appreciate. And um, it's always a pleasure to talk to you and talk to your community. So thank you. Thank, thank you. you. And yeah. until next time. Yes. Bye. Have a good day. Wow. Wasn't that amazing? So I hope that it shed light into your hearts and really expanded your view and perception on different modalities of how to heal and how no matter what we do, what we think, 
everything is recorded in our bodies. So we have the capacity to heal. We have the capacity to bring awareness and love and balance into our lives. And it starts with us. That's it. It starts with us and for us to give reverence to everything that happened behind us, all of our ancestors that have brought that DNA that is within us that ignites at times in our lives. But with total reverence, we have the respect and honor to transmute that energy. So I hope you enjoyed the show. It was an honor to connect. So please give a five-star rating and a review. Thank you. Have a blessed, blessed day. Until next time. Namaste. Love you all.